What up? What up, buddy? How are you? Oh, I got to do my little fat man dance real quick. <laughs> shake of the titties. Shake of the titties. Oh, here we go. All right. What's going on, man? Did you have a good oh, weekend? I, what did I do this weekend? I did have a good weekend, actually. I had some beers and a cigar. I did a little bit of homework, but I actually got to relax. You know, but I got the, good. To the final coming up. So it was a good little relaxing weekend. How about you? Same, man. It was relaxing as fuck, bro. It was good. It was actually nice out, not like the shit weather. But, all right, everyone, thank you for joining the Liberty Risk Podcast. I'm Billy. And I'm Hugh, and I hope Nancy Pelosi gets hit by a fucking bus. <laughs> That's not a politics thing either. I think she's a fucking dinosaur. And I think the time she gets fucking her bus right down the fucking road. Oh shit! I think she might be the. I think she might be the worst fucking thing that's ever happened to planet Earth. And I'm chalking that up there with like cancer, the Black Pig, the Huns, <laughs> the Huns, any, anything Roman or Italian. Your brother, your brother's gonna die. You're just mad because you know you can do it, and I he called you it. out. For I it. will. You know what the best part is? They will fucking make a Goonies too because I can do it so fucking good. That's what's going to happen. We'll do it on a July 4th episode, right? That'll be your gift to America. Goonies, Goonies 2, the true the degenerate version. That's what it's going to be. It'll just be a re-release of the first version, but they didn't cut any of yeah, that. And all it is is just every five minutes, I'm just fucking jumping in the screen, doing the truffle shuffle, then fucking leaving. <laughs> That's all it is. Just fucking just, just uncontrollable fat movement. You know what's funny? I feel like if I start doing it, then it's just going to take over and I'm going to be stuck. Like, it'll be one of those things. Once you start doing the truffle shuffle, you it's can't It's just kinetic motion like, after that. I'm like, someone yeah. stop me. You're just Someone like, you know stop what? me. Fuck it. I'm in it now. I'm <laughs> I don't know how he does it's it. the greatest thing ever. Two and a half minutes. That's got to be some sort of record. I know. <laughs> You'll be typecast as the fat guy who can do the truffle shuffle. That's exactly a fun. Whatever. I'll, I'll make like that Hollywood that, money. But then you can be like that fat dude from... Uh, Friday Night Lights? No. Friday Night Lights? As long as Harvey Weinstein doesn't fucking pick as me up. Yeah, as long as he's out there. Is it Friday Night Lights? <laughs> Hold on. What's All right, so dude, we got a we got a we got a we got a guest. We got a guest today, dude. It's not Friday Night Lights. I don't remember what the name of the movie is. Hold on, before we get to the guest, what the fuck is the name of that movie with the fat linebacker and the guy from Hawaii 50, Scott Kahn when he was younger? And Paul Walker is oh. in football town. Varsity Blues. Varsity, varsity Blues. Blues. That's what you'll be like. You'll be like the fucking Varsity Blues dude where you lose a bunch of weight and get fucking jacked. But honestly. Yeah, Billy, what was his name? Billy Ray? Was it Billy, Billy Ray? Billy Ray something or other. Yeah. Billy Bob. Billy Bob. That's, Billy. Holy fuck. See, all I need is the Bob at the end. I'm putting that up there. Your, next name, show. your middle name is not like Billy Bob or anything, is it? No. No. Troy, no, it's not, it's not the Titans. It was it was Varsity Blues. Man, that was that, that had some good fucking lines, man. Scott Conn, like hey, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, a tan, fucking tan. Tan. Hey man, <laughs> what is up with Carrie Ann Baker? She looked like she fell into the hour to suck your dick tree and had every branch on the way down. <laughs> I still <laughs> got wood. Hey man, what the fuck is that? <laughs> that was the most that was the most veteran line in the movie, too. Most, uh, I, f- I feel like a lot of movies have like one part where you're like, that's pretty veteran. And the part where, where Scott Conn looks at his pants, he's like, what the fuck is that? That's, that's no, the, no, that's the other, there's, Southeast there's Asian two. deployment. 
No, there's two of them. There's another another ve- very veteran friendly line is when he gets in the police car, he fucking drives <laughs> off. He goes, "Man, I'm going to fucking jail." <laughs> That's the guy whose stickers on the back yep. of his car. The rank ones go E4, E5, E6, E4, E5, E4, E5, E6. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. He's a, he, he retires as an E8 with fucking nine service stripes, all red. Yeah, all red. What did you and do it, to be red? But I then he, what, then I he's what I thought was best. Then he's that salty E8 when you go up to him and go, Senior Chief, why are your stripes red? You shut the fuck up and don't ask me fucking questions. Yeah, right? And then you start laughing like, what the fuck are you laughing at? I've been paying your child support for 18 fucking years. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All right, so let's do – you want to do the meme of the day now or do you want to bring the guest in uh, first? Let's do, let's do the meme of the day real quick, and then we'll go into our guest because – Okay. Well, we have four of them, right? Uh, yeah. Let's start with the Army birthday. The Army birthday just came around. Oh, God, dude. I can't do this. You can do it. You can. I believe in you. Uh, okay, here we go. <laughs> Happy birthday, Army. This is what you get. <laughs> 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 it thinks it's good looking too. God, is that? It thinks it's people. <laughs> it thinks it's people. It thinks it's people. Oh man! All right, let's go on to the next one. Can every, we stop and get time. some food? No, you have food at the defect. <laughs> Peanut butter crack sandwich. <laughs> every, time, every time I went to the defect at Al Assad, it was just like those pre-wrapped PB and J sandwiches and like a shitty apple. And I would we worked at night because it was so hot during the day. Oh yeah, the God. same thing they hand out at the homeless shelters. <laughs> it was fucking miserable. It's the I, same thing they hand out at a homeless I, shelter. I was depressed at work and I like my work. And then I was depressed eating. I was like, um, <laughs> Best hashtag ever. <laughs> Don't put your dick in that. <laughs> <sighs> I'm sure somebody's tried to. Oh, I'm, I have no doubt in my mind. All right, let's move on and, to number three. And no, don't fuck the army. Don't, don't fuck the army. That's how you end up with the Coast Guard. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you get you tapped change. for COVID restrictions are lifted and all you did was slam 30 racks of bush lattes on the tail. It's so good. That's my favorite one. I, I mean, the, that whole, the whole bush latte thing, I really think uh, the, the Keith Stone was a really good one, but bush latte is even better. It's so horrible. The guys bush. <laughs> you could suck the poison out of a snake bite. Myth. Fact. Your mom can suck a cough hole through a garden hose. <laughs> I also heard on a good day she can suck start a Harley. Oh, suck the chrome <laughs> off a bumper. That's right. That's right. Suck the chrome off a bumper. Dirty, <laughs> dirty women. Dirty, dirty. Bunch of Wookiees, the army. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Today's guest because we're going to capitalize on the Army's birthday. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Luke Sanford and I met at the gym. It was there he is doing a couple office pops. <laughs> Luke and I met. At the gym. <laughs> 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 Wait, hold I think, on, turn my music down. Sorry. I think, I think, I think this is the first time <laughs> I've ever been I fucked positively by a Marine when I met him. <laughs> I, I was over in the gym and I had Guinness. 
and Luke comes in with his miniature horse, Abe. And I could see he was so excited. There was, another, there was another veteran with a service dog. And I was like, I was just trying to work out. And I didn't know he was a veteran. All I saw was some tall, weird dude staring at me. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to have to talk to this motherfucker. And then I heard him, like, put down a weight and be like, fuck. And I was like, oh, what's up, girl? What's going on, man? Huh. What's up? We crushed it up and put it in the beer. I was going to say, it was like that scene in Titanic where Jack and I forget the girl's name, near, far, wherever you service dog. Probably one of the best phrases <laughs> oh, I've so ever great. had in my I'm life. So <laughs> I'm so fucking done. I can't do it. I'm fucking done. <laughs> so Luke, uh, Luke is a United States Marine Corps veteran. He is an old Dominion University student uh, for the Student Veterans Association. He is our public outreach officer, and he's also a recipient of the Purple Heart. And his favorite crayon color is burgundy, as I understand it. Yes. <laughs> it tastes better than the rest. It's you a little bit of color garlic of blood. A little bit of garlic it's butter. The on color it. of blood. <laughs> color blood once the sunlight hits it. I got you. I'll buy that for a dollar. So, Luke, man, how you doing? How's your, how's your summer going? Man, it's going good. I tell you, I love online classes because it's so easy to cheat. Uh, even, <laughs> even, even, <laughs> I tell you, I, whew, talk and about I, saving time. Didn't you? Didn't you just get into a really big program at Old Dominion too? Like a program yep. you probably shouldn't be te- cheating in. Right? No, and I signed the honor. You know the honor system. Don't. I remember putting us. a mark on it. I, don't know I remember signing. I will honorably cheat on these tests. Do you have my word? I will honorably cheat on these tests. <laughs> what, what program did you get into again? Uh, I'm just kidding. I don't cheat on tests. Uh, <laughs> nuclear medicine technology. Nuclear, nuclear medicine. So, I, Billy, I remember he Luke got his letter and he was in the student veterans lounge and, and everybody was congratulating him and whatnot. And I was asking him about like the other participants. He's like, yeah, there's 100 people in the class and only 10 of us got it. And he's like, yeah, man, there was this one woman. She, she's like, uh, <laughs> I was totally joking. I don't cheat on the test. <laughs> yeah, right. <Is> it, <laughs> wow. You retracted that whole statement. <laughs> so hey, hey, just hey, hey, oh, it was just joke. Jesus. We're on a podcast and it's supposed to be funny. Like it's just all fucking you came like a high school, Luke. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's like sunk, he wrote, look at this shit. He sunk back into these. Like, I, it's uh, like I you go. wrote in on one of those French <laughs> It has 14 gears and 13 of them are in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so he, Luke is telling me, Luke is telling me he, um, one of the women is a nurse full time and she's got kids and he, and, and he was like, Oh my God, I can't believe she didn't get in. And I was like, Oh, she didn't get in. He's like, no, I'm like, wow, you piece of shit. You took food out of that woman's kid's mouth. Like you are a bo- blown up Marine with a service dog. They probably gave it to you as a credit for like, quota sake and they didn't give it to her like how do you feel and he's like i hadn't thought about it like that and i thought for a minute he was i thought that was it i thought i just killed another veteran right there <laughs> and then i uh, okay. thought to myself and i said you know freedom <laughs> <laughs> You're like fuck it should have done better take my shoes to the hospital should have studied more sorry consuela sorry Billy, Billy, we can't hear you buddy your microphone's off if, oh, sorry. I was my daughter came out real quick. I was talking to her real quick. I'm trying to get her to. Okay. If you're not first, you're last. Camera. That's right. That's right. That's good. That's, That's right. Good. Yeah, man. So, uh, so have you started your nuclear medicine? Study Go away yet? now. No. <laughs> we don't need you anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
I uh, brought so, you into this world. I can take you out. Get out of my room. <laughs> See? Like what I said. See, he gets like it. <laughs> So well, you didn't hear you didn't hear what I said to her earlier, Hugh. I was joking. Luke heard it. She was helping adjust the camera. I said, "Okay, all right, you're done. Go go back to your room." And she was messing around. I was like, "Get in there! I'll I'll break your legs backwards." And she just started laughing. <laughs> That's just good parenting, you know. If you just yeah. pass out participation trophies and love, you end up with a host, uh, an occupied zone like Seattle. The you the know? best part is my daughter. My daughter just looks at me like, "Yeah," and then you'll go to jail, and I still won. Like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> That's a problem for raising smart kids. Yeah, I know, right? Damn well, it. You know what Correct Beat your kids. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who said that. So, Luke, Luke, are you taking classes this summer, man? Yes, I am. And I'm taking, and I am legitimately studying, um, you know, because I'm such a Mozart <laughs> and I'm motivated. Yeah. And I'm, man, I'm studying my ass off. So, yeah. I, 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 I bought into the Kool Aid of, oh, you're a Marine. You can do anything you put your mind to. And I was like, oh, I'm going to pick a challenge. I'm going to do nuclear medicine technology. And now I'm legitimately now you're, starting. Now you're a fucking nerd. Can't do any pull ups anymore, huh? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, whew, I tell you, it's, I don't know. I think I was either drunk or high when I made that decision. Was, <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I still haven't quit yet though. So that's got to say something, right? I'm just too dumb to quit. Oh, Rick. I, uh, this is just the one for display. Don't worry, buddy. I got, I got the full one downstairs. Rick, mine's not empty. Had a girl. Quitter. <laughs> we walked, we walked out of makers with fucking just, Jars oh, of there are two more in the fridge downstairs. So good. Yeah. And that's what so we're drinking tonight is Maker's beer. When I do a desk pop, that means it's time for someone to go get me another one. You better, <laughs> you better ask Jesse politely before she whips that iPad off your dome piece. Oh, she's Italian. She will cut me on camera. <laughs> there you go. That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> So, Luke, uh, you know, Billy and I both have service dogs uh, from a different organization than you got yours from. Uh, but you got yours from Mushroom <laughs> Mission, which is right here in Norfolk, correct? Uh, well, they're out of Portsmouth, but yeah, no, Portsmouth. Norfolk, Virginia Beach. Yeah. OK, yep. so do you want to tell, tell us a little bit about much of the mission and, and how you got linked up with them? Uh, man, they're awesome. Um, so, you know, when I got out of the Marine Corps, I was still on the, you know, the roster. I had a Marine Corps traveling nurse uh the wounded warrior regiment traveling nurse and she reached out to me and she's she's been trying to press one on me for years um and you know i i was uh opposed to it i didn't want the attention as much as most people would not believe that i really didn't i didn't want the attention uh i was just like to me i thought it was it would make me almost look like uh like the poster boy kind of thing, like a yeah, the poster boy or disabled, you know, like like uh, oh, I'm riddled with PTSD or I can't function yeah. or something like that. <clears throat> and um, you know, my family had pressed me and pressed me and pressed me about it, and finally, um, you know, I was uh, sitting there with my my traveling nurse, and you know, her and my fiance were talking about it, and I was like, you know, okay, I'm gonna buckle, I'm gonna do this, and man. They trained this dog for me, and it's honestly, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, I'm I'm glad I did do it. I think it has definitely changed my life in a positive way for sure. And I think uh, I'm stubborn. That's awesome. To go so long without accepting him. And how how long have you had your dog? Uh, I think we're going on a year and some change. Oh, wow. A year, a year, year and some change. Uh, honestly, you know, I don't know. It feels like a year. Well, I think I met you about this time last year, and I think he was pretty new for you then, wasn't he? 
Yeah, so I say a little over a year, I think. Okay, yeah. and and Billy, you've had Gin- uh, not Guinness whiskey for like like since six October. months. Six not since October, so like eight months or something like that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So October. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. a she's a she's a bum. I swear. It's like eight fifteen every <laughs> night when we're home. Not like not like when we were at your house just recently. She was oh, going she was bonkers. losing it all over the. All she was like, the oh, house. another dog. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just like, the fucking dog. But oh, 8 15 every night. She just walks <laughs> in her room and just fucking gets Time in the corner. And she's like, I don't care what you're doing the rest of the evening. I'm going to fucking sleep. I'm like, <laughs> like Luke, she's uh, out. Luke did, uh, did Abe, did he take a little bit of acclimating to the house or what? Like, uh, once <laughs> wow. <laughs> ah, I think it's the other way around. Did, uh, he did, actually just huffed and puffed at that. He looked at me and was like, <laughs> you peasant. You. <laughs> did he, did he take, take to your house you pretty well? Did he take to the routine or, or was he a little resistant? Um, well, so, you know, all, all dogs are amazing. Um, and not to put my dog above any other dog, but my dog is somewhat of a unicorn. <laughs> he, yeah. is, he is something, uh, just that, you know, no one has ever seen before. No one has ever like really experienced before. Um, he will do what he's told and it doesn't matter who it is. He's such a sweet, gentle soul. Um, he's an old, he just reminds you of like that big old guy in the neighborhood who you don't yeah. fuck with, but at the same time, you're like, Man, I bet he wouldn't hurt a fly though. You know, yeah. Um, we're definitely gonna have to get a photo too, because Abe is a hundred percent massive, right? Yeah. He's a purebred English massive. And he just weighed in the other day at 202 pounds. Yeah. We'll get a a photo of, of you and Abe for scale for, you know, for those of you that are watching and listening, we're not talking about like, you know, I can reach down and pet Guinness while I'm standing there, but I'm five, six. And I believe you can reach down and pet Abe just barely. Right. Yeah, I don't. I mean, he he's at like my hip, you know. Yeah. But and that's why he's so great for what he does, though. Because <laughs> um, you're what? How tall are you? Six one, six two, six four. Don't sell me short. Thank oh, you. Oh, my bad, my bad. <laughs> don't six, worry. Six four. Size yeah. matters. I don't care. <laughs> six four. <laughs> all right, all right. So, uh, all right. So you. Jesse and Abe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's right. We'll have to get a photo of all three of you guys together. Yeah. Uh, so Luke, you, you've had Abe for a little over a year, maybe a year and a half. And your brother, I thought it was a bear. Oh, he did. No, they walked, they walked into the house and, and Gavin was like, Jesus, hell, it's coming right for me. <laughs> Gavin, thought like- he, Gavin thought he had to throw a steak at it just to get away. <laughs> Feed it. It'll stay happy. Um, so, Luke, how long how long were you in uh, military medicine before you decided to go and get a service dog? Uh, well, um, so I I got out of the Marines in um, late 2011, early 2012. Okay, and and I had been dodging a service dog like the plague um, all the way up until I think it was 2018. Yeah, so um, pretty decent amount of time. Yeah, yeah, for a good seven years. I've and it, had people been recommending it to you while you were going through your treatment? Nonstop, nonstop. Every time really? I'd have, 
every time I'd have a surgery or something done, every time, um, you know, I'd have to go into a brain injury clinic or something like that. I mean, they were just like, you know, a lot, a lot of guys were seeing good results from service dogs. And I was like, oh, good for those guys. <laughs> I don't want it. You know, because I was stubborn. You know? just, sure. just, look, just look at the nurse like, that's how nurses get slapped. Keep it up. Like, <laughs> like, great for them. Yeah. <laughs> you ever been hit in the face with a bedpan? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I think, you know, I think Billy and I can relate to that because I was, I was uh, resistant at first. When I when I first yeah. met uh, Billy, when Billy and I first met Matt, um, I was you know Matt had his, my buddy Matt had a service dog, and I was resistant to the idea. I thought, okay, if that might work for him, but I don't really know about me. And then I I learned more about Matt, and I was like, well, he's pretty fucked up. So I mean, like, what's the worst that happens, you know? Yeah. But it, it, yeah, it takes it takes a while to really come around to the idea because uh, being in the military, we're used to traditional medicine. Yeah, I'm, I'm hurt. I go to the hospital. They give me something for it. End of story. And it was also a lot of it too, was I was so afraid of admitting that I was, you know, that I, that my life could have been better with something other right. than just what I was accepting from the hospitals. Sure. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. the, that was the biggest hurdle for me too, was, you know, I had all these people like just friends, you know, the, the same aspect, like you, like literally like grabbing, like you need a dog. You right need on. a service dog. And I think that's the biggest hurdle that we have to overcome is veterans that do have service dogs that genuinely need to have them in your life is that you just got to suck up that pride and realize that, you know, you can't always just Will can't always conquer everything on your own. It's okay to ask for help or yeah. have that help. So I think that's the biggest hurdle that people need to get over because what really bothers me, and we were kind of talking about this in the, in the green room before is, you know, like the, the vets that have like the, you know, who's got the bigger dick contest and I did this, I did that. And then the same aspect, that whole, um, everything that's, you know, pushed towards us is, Oh, you'll be fine. You know, just suck it up. You'll be fine. Just suck it up. That's why those, numbers those suicide numbers are so, are so high in the veteran yeah. community compared yeah. to civilian community is because i think this generation like this 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 war we're really truly the first group of veterans that are getting away from that and going you know what it's okay to ask for help it's okay to talk about this stuff it's okay to go seek help to get better mm -hmm. and i don't have to do this shit by myself so yeah i think i think we're at that point where the bigger dick competition is one when you can be like hey i have a problem and i'm gonna go get help for it and not exactly. just i'm gonna power through and make it as long as i can i remember for for myself um when i moved down to florida and i started working for this service dog organization i had met up i had met some people i met some friends and i was very very self-conscious about now I would be with these friends and I would have a service dog and I was worried about what they would think of me. Yeah. And now, you know, with I, these people I had been out with plenty of times at this point, now I show up with a service dog. And I, I remember uh, the first time I came out, I was really skeptical about the whole thing. And I, I'm, I, I can't say this happens for everybody. I got very lucky that my, my friends were very uh, welcoming and, and half of them were veterans you know, that had all served in and around the same time period as myself. And we're like, Hey man, that's really cool. But, uh, yeah, that big dick competition goes away. Once you can admit that you're like, Hey, I got problems and I got, I got to get help. Yeah. Um, Luke, do you mind, would you mind telling us, um, what was the event that led to you going into military medicine and then eventually into the v VA medicine? 
Yeah. So uh, the date was, well, I was, uh, it was my deployment to Afghanistan. Um, I'm a, wait, summer, summer 10. Oh, uh, yeah. So <laughs> it, it was 2010 uh, is when I went to Afghanistan. I'm a mortarman by trade, but I never actually really got to do mortars unless it was in training. Uh, I think one time I got to shoot an Illum mission when I was in the country. <laughs> uh, it wasn't Iraq, it was Afghanistan too. Um, but so every time I ever got deployed, I was always a machine gunner. So I, when people say, oh, what'd you do in the Marines? I never say a mortarman because they'd be like, oh, you are a mortarman, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, actually, I, I never was a mortarman. I was always yeah. a machine gunner. So I feel weird claiming, even though on my DD-214, it says, you know, MOS of mortarman, I was actually a machine gunner. Um, so I was, I was a machine gunner in Afghanistan. Um, and we were doing an op where it was like, kind of like a, Hey, we're just going to flush out the Taliban out of this village. Um, and we, every day we would kind of like push through the village, clean out a bunch of, you know, uh, compounds and stuff, and then stop in a ditch sleep. And then the next day we would wake up and keep pushing and flushing out more Taliban, kick in some more doors, find some more IED caches and, you know, this and that, um, yeah, cache. <laughs> um, and so we had Afghan army soldiers attached to us. We call them A and A. You know, bunch of cunts. Yeah. Uh, so I had this A and A guy attached to me, uh, and he was my ammo man. And uh, we had stopped at this ditch. We were said, okay, we're going to bed he- down here for the night. And me and a buddy of mine had paper, rock, scissor to see who was going to go to the the back resupply line and get our packs uh, that had our sleeping bags and stuff in it. And he lost. And so I was like, bitch, you're going back to the supply. <laughs> <laughs> like, Have fun, bitch. My back hurts. I'm staying here. You know, uh, so I just remember like I took a knee down in this ditch and I had uh, at the time I was carrying a saw and I was like, damn, you know, earlier in the day we had, you know, had a I had gotten a spent some of my rounds, a few belts of my rounds. I was like, damn, all right, I need some more ammo. So I told the A&A guy, I was like, hey, and I would make the motion for like, hey, bring me belts of ammo and be like, ammo, like go get it. And so he went to go get it. And as he was coming back, he had called my name. He was just a few feet from me. Well, he had like a nickname for me in Pashtu or Farsi or Dari in that Afghani language that they speak. And he was like, hey, Palawan, which just meant big wrestler guy. I mean, I took that. Name okay, proudly. calm yeah. down. The fuck? We yeah, got a badass over here. You didn't have to flex. Like you could have just said big wrestler guy. You didn't have to like throw two. Like... Okay. Hey, Palawan, wanna... Palawan. <laughs> Um, and then, so as I like went to turn to go get the ammo from him, bam, stepped on a pressure plate, IED, kablooey, you know, the rest was history. Wait, Uh, you or him? He stepped on the pressure plate. I was down in the ditch on a knee, kind of like posting security. What? Why say posting security? I was fucking off, man. I was probably smoking a cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't doing my job. He said, "Palawan, you're like shut the fuck up, breathe my shit." (laughs) I was like, "Bitch, you better have an MRE or something for me." (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you stepped Um, on that pressure plate. Yeah, so I went to like over ass. Went to turn and bam, you know. Um, so it blew both of his legs, both his arms off, uh, ripped his jaw to the side of his face. He was peppered in shrapnel. How far Um, from you? Uh, maybe four or five feet tops. He was, he was really close because he was calling my name because he was like, hey, here you go, fuckhead. Like, yeah, take and the he was ready to hold this seat. So he's about, okay, yeah. I got you. Maybe four feet wow. tops, if that. Um, but I was really lucky because I was down in the ditch. Uh, and, and it was a decent-sized ditch. I mean, I guess the best way to explain it here in America would be like if you're ever driving through the country, you know, and they have like those deep 
ditches on the side. It's a yeah. we, we they call it a wadi, but it was like you know right. like a, a nice deep ditch. Yeah, like a, yeah, like so you were you were very close, but at the same time you were below below the uh, shrapnel you were line, the road line, and yeah, the shrapnel line. blast line. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so <laughs> it blew me down, and I remember. Well, I don't remember. Um, uh, this is my theory: is that I hit the buttstock of my saw, uh, and I got some beautiful teeth uh, to show for it. Everyone's always like, you got such a pretty song. I'm like, oh, thank that <laughs> in I your, And in your head, you're like, you know what I had to fucking do for this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so I got my jaw dislocated. Um, and I didn't know it at the time. I had a, a neck injury. Um, and I didn't, you know, I didn't know it at the time. But I got knocked Jesus, out. Um, and I remember waking up and they had the A&A guy next to me. They had another A&A guy and my buddy Lofner, who also got blown up. Because my buddy Lofner was about an arm's distance from me. And he was also posting security. I, he wasn't posting security. He was probably jerking off or smoking a cigarette too. But uh, we <laughs> were supposed to be security. Yeah. Uh, so it was about four of us, and we were getting put on the bird. And yeah, man, I, I I remember being put on the bird. And I think the best part I remember is uh, when I landed in Camp Bastion. Uh, there was this uh, this nurse, and she just held my head, and she cut off most of my clothes. And then she was like, "Hey, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to cut off the rest of your clothes." And she cut off my pants and boxers and um you know i hadn't showered in a while and you know adrenaline is a funny thing all the blood <laughs> doesn't go to your extremities that you need it in when you need it so you know she used the two-finger blood check method to make sure i wasn't bleeding in all the areas uh yeah so it was an interesting experience um i was in a brain injury clinic for a while you know so did so you didn't get you didn't get any shrapnel I took a little bit in my hand. I have a scar on my hand. I was okay. lucky. I just but you somehow... didn't get any nothing in the core, nothing in the in the vital areas. Yeah, no, no, sh- a lot of head trauma. So, so all it was was pretty much you. You just walked away with a fucked up TBI and some new teeth. Yeah, and a dislocated jaw. How long? How jaw. long were you in? Um, you went to Bastion, and then I assume they sent you home to Maryland. No, so I went to Bastion, and then they switched me over to Wounded Warriors, and I was in Wounded Warriors maybe two or three months, and uh, me and the other guy who got hit, um, you know, we were really young Marines at the time, and we we fed into the whole cult, drink the Kool-Aid, like, take ibuprofen, change your socks, sure. um, and we were our own biggest critics. All we could think about was the other guys and how mm-hmm. much trash they would talk if we went home. Sure. Like it could have, we could have lost a leg and it would have been like, no, nah, dude, we got to get back out there. Cause yeah, the other guys a two by four on the bottom and let's get back to work. That was the Marine mentality, man. And so we lied our asses off to these doctors and we did what we had to do. And they sent us back out. Like I was like, get yeah, the dude. fuck out. Yeah. We said what we had to say. And I thought it was, I thought it was the most honorable thing. I was like, yes, I'm finishing my deployment. I'm a real badass. I didn't realize I'd pay for it the rest of my life. Sure. Um, I should have. So you, you know. Hold on. So you went to the Wounded Warrior thing and then uh, went back to your three, unit. Three months later, I went back out and they handed me a 240 and said, hey, you got post. <laughs> yeah, you're going on patrol. <laughs> and so I finished my deployment so, with. Uh, well, how, much, how, how much longer were you on deployment after you went back out? Not too much longer. I would say I had another two and a half months, maybe tops. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Th- yeah. And thank you. Exactly. Yeah, thank the that's a Marine. Give him a round of applause. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, so, so I finished out and that's, that's like my bragging rights to this day is, Hey, I had a 240 slung around my neck. I finished out my deployment with a fucking herniated disc in my neck, pressing into my spinal cord, Jesus carrying Christ. a 240 on foot patrol the rest of my deployment, man. So you got out of your deployment in 2011. Yeah. And then how much long did you get out of the Marines after a certain amount of time? Or when you got home, you're like, I have to go to medical. Yeah, well, so I had less than 30 days left on my contract when I got back from my deployment. Okay. So that's where I got even more screwed because they were like, man, you got 30, we have 30 days to get you out of the military and 14 of those days. You're supposed to have like a year to like transition and do your resume and go to medical. And they're like, you have 30 days. You have, you have 30 days and 14 of those days you need to take leave because we just got back from a deployment. So you have a shit ton of leave. Right. So when I came back, I had, I probably had a month, you know, I probably had one month and it was, I remember I just played that fun game of like, Hey, go find this dragon who's in this dungeon and get him to sign this piece of paper and do like some magical spell and say you're allowed to leave the marine corps <laughs> yeah <laughs> sign here please wizard <laughs> yeah, it would sign be great here. if you could sign all these lines <laughs> yeah Jesus um, Christ. It's, it's so yeah. uh it's, it was awesome man and that's um you so, know and no one really checked me over you know i should i should have had some x-rays i should have had some mris but how how old were you when you were getting out Man, I couldn't have been more than twenty-three, maybe. Yeah. yeah 23. So it wouldn't it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. You would you would have said what you thought you needed to say. Exactly. Which, exactly. Which which is a problem that we all have. I mean, I'm uh, thirty. I'm thirty-one now, and it wasn't until my third deployment. I was, I think, I was twenty-eight. Until I was like, "Yo, uh, I'm not ready to go home. I'm pretty fucked up." Yeah. Yeah. That's some shit I need to work on. And so, yeah. how long? How long between when you got out and did you get into the VA? Uh, I would say less than two or three months later, they were putting prosthetics into my neck and spine. Oh yeah, shit! It's instantaneous. It's instantaneous. Yeah. Well, no, the, yeah. the reason I ask is because you know if you got out in 2011, 2012, that's eight, eight and a half years ago. You know, it took you seven years to come around to get in the service dog. There could have, yeah. you know, I, I want our viewers to know that there's a possibility you said I'm not getting into the VA for a year or two years or what have you, but. So you got out of the Marine Corps and immediately got enrolled in VA medicine. I'll never forget. I, I turned in all my paperwork at the VA um, and they set me up and it wasn't too far. It, I, I think I was lucky. And like 30 days later, I had been set up with an appointment just as like your regular, like, hey, welcome to the VA. Let's just mm-hmm. do a check over. And the guy was like, it says here you've taken an IED blast while you were on deployment. I said, yeah. He said, have, have you, did they do a CAT scan? Did they do an MRI or anything? And I was like. Uh, no, where the fuck are they going to do a cat scan at? Yeah, no, it was Afghanistan, broski. It was like a quad con. Yeah, they said, "Oh, look, he still has his arms and legs. Send him back out." Yeah, like, they threw me yeah. a thing of foot powder and a new pair of socks and said, "Get back at it." Yeah, yeah. here's the first skivvies, you fuck. Like, <laughs> and, and the yeah. and the VA doctor was just like, "They didn't. You you haven't you haven't been evaluated." And I was like, "Um." um and like, what do you mean by like evaluated? And he was like, all right, so what we're going to do is we're going to do an MRI and we're going to do a CAT scan. Uh, and then we'll, you know, you're going to have another follow-up appointment. And so I ha- went and had that done and I came back to him and he was like, whoa, <laughs> I'm putting you in to go see neurology. Like, like six days. <laughs> yeah. You There's a lot of shit that them. I shouldn't be seeing here. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you need to take it easy. Like you, you're pressing into your spinal cord really bad. And I told him, I was like, man, I'm starting like my, my hands are numb. Like they've been numb for a while now. And he's like, Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, that's horrible. not good. Yeah. Yeah. So heads so up, next heads up, you, know, guy, you should not be having that. 
Yeah. Yeah, man. It was, it wasn't too long after that. They were, they were making, they were giving me like a whole that's, terminal. That's so crazy because you, you got home and they're in, and obviously you weren't re- re-enlisting and your, no. unit, and your unit clearly knew that. And instead yeah. of being like, Hey, maybe you should go get evaluated because we know you spent time at wounded warrior. They just said, Oh, well you're short time in it. So. And you know, Bye. it's funny you say that. Cause here's my, here's my biggest laugh that I have is that no one from BAS wanted to take the time to like evaluate me before getting out. But it was a requirement for me to go see the, the reenlistment recruiter guy. Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh, it says here you were you were you were injured while you were on deployment. I said, yeah. He said, have you been checked out for all that? And I said, no, blah blah. blah. And he was like, all right, well, go get that checked out, and then let me know. But until now, I'm gonna put you as a no reenlistment, or do you want to reenlist? And I was like, yo, if you can give me a spot still in the grunts, I, I, I'm down. And he was like, well, go get that figured out, and then come back and talk to me. And then I was like, yeah, never mind. I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, no, I'm, I'm all right. That it, it sounds all well and good, but it's not, yeah. you don't have enough money. You don't have enough money. Yeah. So I almost would have got suckered to going back and doing another four years in the infantry. Man, thank uh, God I didn't. You, you would have tried to do four years in the infantry. You would have been on a run one day. Something would have slipped out. You would have spent two and a half years in Wounded Warrior Battalion. Or who knows? Because uh, it was in my C-spine. I could have been a, a quadriplegic. Oh yeah, you could have just fallen one day during a climb and just been fucking Dunsky. Who's that guy, Stephen Hawkins, where he rides around in the uh, yeah. the wheelchair? Well, I think he's dead now, but the, he did used to do that. Yeah, yeah. he's very dead. Yeah, way to, talk, dead. Way, to, way to talk about My the dead. My name is Stephen but, Hawkins, and I am a really smart guy. I've always wanted one of those chairs where you just blow into a tube and it does like three sixties and burn. Oh, I yeah. think you have to like blow like really hard though, like more so more effort than I think you're willing to put into it. Yeah, is that, I mean. Is that why Superman failed at it? Wow. Wow. That's good. <laughs> um, Re-enlistment bonus. <laughs> the laugh. The laugh. That was a genuine deep gut like you're an idiot for saying that laugh. Man, I remember, I remember my deployment 2012-2013. The re-enlistment bonuses came out. And they were like, oh, you have to meet this, 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 this requirement. And like me and 13 people, we were like, oh, shit, we meet them all. So we mm-hmm. all put in our paperwork. And we go to turn them in. And they were like, oh, by the way, you all have had to went to boot camp between this day and this day. We're like, that's a 20-day window. Yeah. Yeah. In like 06. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. nah, uh, I'll re-enlist when I get home. I'm good. Nah, I don't yeah. want to deal with that shit now. Yeah. Nah, the fuck out of here. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The best part is when the trail instructor voice. When I was in when I was in uh, Mayport, I was on shore duty, right? And um, I was up for my reenlistment. I was a master at arms, military police. So my my career counselor comes up to me, and I was actually headed out to go to mobile security over to NECC Division uh, Group Two, where they they wound up. Uh, this was the units that switched into what's now Riveron. Right. So. I was getting ready to go to my first, you know, boots on the ground, you know, command as an MA, which was all new to the Navy. So I was psyched about it. You know, they were bringing back the old Vietnam brown water Navy and all that stuff. So I was, I was hyped up. So my career counselor comes up to me. He's like, yeah, he goes, you know, you're, you, you check all these boxes for a reenlistment bonus. So I was like, well, how much? They're like 45,000. And I was just like, yes. <laughs> yes. Hard yes. yes. Yeah. Love he's, some, like, right? Love some. he's like, well, 
he's like, you got to do six years. I was like, what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> how? So, so I don't get that all at once. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, like forty-five shit. grand over six years—that's some horse shit. That's how they get you. That's how they get you. I already you. had. I already had eight years in at that point, so I was just like, I was on the fence. It's just right when the economy was just shit. So, yeah. and for me to get for me That's to get out, I joined too. Yeah, yeah, it was two thousand. It was two thousand eight. The economy was just trash. So I actually wound up calling my pops up and I was like, Hey, you know, what do I do? Well, he's like, you signed that fucking paperwork. He goes, don't, he goes, he goes, it is a shit show out here right now. He goes, you need to sign that. Yeah, right. So I wound up, get, yeah, I wound up doing, I wound up signing for the six and getting that 22, was it 22 and a half up front? There you yeah, go. you know, you or, think about it. That was less than ten thousand dollars extra a year. You know, less, less than ten thousand yeah. dollars extra yeah. a year. That seemed like a probably lot. already, <laughs> even at whatever rank. I don't care if you are a fucking E six, E seven. That's still in the grand scheme of things. That's shit money for such a. You know, you're away from your family. You're in another country. Commitment. You're just yeah. You're but selling if, your soul. If you, th- if you thought of if the the way I was thinking about it at the time was I was an E five hour rate was locked up there was literally like zero percent advancement to e6 for like two years because they flooded the navy with so many the navy went from in pre-9-11 to 3100 ma's and then 10 years later had 30,000 ma's jesus in the navy because everyone was just cross, they were just cross converting you know that's funny you say that billy because i i for for one the cbs um, <laughs> no, TV, it was just a little fucker, fucking techies like you, Gavin, you piece of shit. The TV's <laughs> ebb and flow with the tides of war. You know, like we've always been high when there's conflict and then low when, when we're when we're stable. But I remember uh, a couple of years into my career, they're like, hey, do you want to go green to blue? And I was like, well, what is that? And they're like, oh, we're recruiting a shit ton of MAs. So it was a program. If you were a CB, you could cross rate from CBs to MA because you already had weapons training and security training and whatnot. And I, I remember a bunch of people from my unit left the CBs to go be MAs. And I'm, and I'm like, guys, it's 2011. Like Obama's on his like fucking rampage right now. Why would you do that? But yeah. Yeah. But it was at that time, at that time I was at E5 and you know, Do you have any was, kids uh, yet? No, I was single. Yeah, so forty-five care, grand is a lot of money over six years. Ooh. Yeah, absolutely. When and you're twenty-five, was, um, single, and no kids, forty-five grand could literally change your life. It, it could put you in the grave. I mean, well, for making for, a lot of strip clubs really happy. This is true. <laughs> so hold on, hold on, Luke. Where were you? Where were you at? Where was I at? What yeah, do you mean? Uh, as a Marine, were you 29 Palms? Were you Lejeune? If I was, was a rate. Lejeune all, all day. So honestly, Driftwood, okay, Toby's, and Cherries uh, would have just taken all my money. <laughs> so he would have made, made the trip down to Jacksonville to the Gold Club on a, on a long weekend. I would have had my own personal stage ew, in a VIP ew, room. That place is such... <laughs> Such a shithole. Don't I'm ever. Club, yeah. No, what's the name? Billy, I know you know it. What's the name of that strip club right outside Mayport? Which one? There's two of them. Ah! 
How do you know that? <laughs> well, this this there. actually, yeah, I was. I was stationed there. So yeah, actually, the one. Wife? No, is my third Can wife. You, right you there. <laughs> yeah. So I have I have a fu- I have a fucked up story. Okay, so um, I forget that I honestly forget Don't the names all. of them. But right. the one when you left the main gate, you you got you got to your first light. It Mayport's weird. You can actually the way they show the property line is the the color of the pavement changes. So it goes from like the regular pavement to like that Florida terracotta reddish tinted <laughs> clay pavement. Yeah. So once you get to the light outside the main gate, you make a left and there's just literally it looks like an old like fucking smoke shack from Jamaica, like in like a shitty like ghetto part of like Jamaican islands. That's what the that's what the strip club looked like. Like there's pregnant strippers out front smoking like it's like that <laughs> type of dirty. Right. And it's owned by the outlaw biker gang. So it was always really? the officers club. That's the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> so gross it's called so the gross club. yeah so gross so this strip club we had um i was an e4 at the time so i'm standing main gate i'm on third shift it's like 2 30 in the morning we're just standing out there like this like there's like one car maybe every hour and a half that comes up to the gate at this point and this fucking kid is walking down the sidewalk crying like a grown man. He's active duty. And when I say crying, I mean fucking crying like someone murdered his entire family and then like wiped, wiped, wiped out his ancestry and lineage from like existence type of crying, like bawling his eyes out. So we go up to him. We're like, dude, what's wrong? He's like, I, I, uh, I, I need to get back to my command. I, I can't believe it. It's just happened. We're like, and we're now we're getting concerned. We're like, what the fuck? Like what happened? He's like, they told me it'd be okay to go down on her. So I just did it right there in the strip club. This dude went down <laughs> on a stripper in the strip club in front of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, yes, I can't. I wish I was making this up. That's fantastic. Literally, my my <laughs> my buddy, my buddy that was standing watch with me was a DOD police officer. He ran over to the bushes and threw up in the bushes right there. Literally, you. I'm, I wish there was one exaggeration of this story. Literally, it was like, oh, oh, god, like it just ran. <laughs> that's oh my god great that's hilarious to go back to why i re-enlisted growing up where i was no no growing up oh sorry (laughs) in new york city my whole my whole train of thought was i was going to get out as an ma and then go back home join the nypd that's was my thought process Silly rabbit. Yeah, no, <laughs> not so much. I actually wound up with the bonus. You know how they they split it up. You get an installment every year, and then okay. you know you just pretty much just add it to whatever your last annual pay was, and that's how you can figure out how much you're going to make. I was actually going to wind up making three thousand more a year than what I could have went into the NYPD. Well going into the nypd with experience sure even even if i went in with like just 
21 joined went to the academy it would right 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 at that but time you know, to get that bonus it was it was 2008 everything was just shit so that was just my best option was to stay in but billy think about it you could have been at home in nypd and got to know the local strippers and saw them on a daily basis instead of being deployed and had to wait to come back from a deployment exactly <laughs> exactly and then i could have told my monthly allotment <laughs> yeah here we go and you just take this and i'll see you guys on monday <laughs> that's fantastic and i could also prevent the young police officers from doing what <laughs> guys, Sailor, guys do not go Sailor to charlotte i promise you it's not worth it it's but worth luke it. i really yeah. i really wish i wish i was joking and hugh will contest to this there literally legitimately is pregnant strippers smoking outside these strip clubs i'm not even it's not a yeah. joke like it's, it's, out, it's the officers club outside mayport base it's not even oh a joke. I mean, it's a joke, but it's a real thing. Like, so we'll, <laughs> yeah. like literally, like if she gets up on the stage and starts pole dancing, she's just gonna drop she's a baby. Gonna like, drop they're it. that yeah. far along. She's start whipping it around by the umbilical cord. <laughs> no, I I can imagine. Try to find, try to find its daddy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I, so, tell you uh, how I can imagine, but <laughs> <laughs> that, that a girl gonna la- gonna lasso him in. Billy. Uh, Billy, you drew a couple episode decks, and Luke, we want you to participate in this part of the show with us. Uh, what we're gonna, what we're doing now is that we're drawing. Um, uh, excuse me, let me back up a little bit. Luke, we're powered by Pod decks, so we're a, a representative of them, and that's what Billy's got in front of him there. Awesome. And over the, over the weekend, he drew a couple episode decks, and what they do is they give us some ideas for some conversation and whatnot. And uh, yeah, Wackos was the same way, and it was owned by a friend of ours too. And he needs to get his shit together. Yeah, basically. So we have a couple oh, episode Lord decks. County. We have a couple episode decks, and we're gonna apply these to deployment. And oh, I think God. it's gonna be real good. Billy, you got the two of them. I can yeah, never so be the- a politician after this. I can already tell. Oh yeah, no, absolutely yeah. not. All right, so real quick before we, we, have, we, before we have an attorney, we have an attorney on speed dial. Before we do before the pod deck thing, Luke, it was so funny. Somebody brought up to me one time. They're like, "Oh man, you should run for politics." I'm like, "Listen, I'm not saying I couldn't run for politics. I just don't think people would like my platform." Yeah. And they're like, "What do you mean?" And I'm like, "I'd be up there like, Borchers 2020. Yeah, my dick is on somebody's phone, but I'll be up front about it." <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell a lie. No, I can tell a lie. Yes, that is me, and yes, I did it. But yeah, right. I've come yeah, a long right. way. This girl <laughs> said your dick is on her phone. Yeah, no shit. I was trying to smash. Like, <laughs> what's the problem? It's not twenty twenty two. Get your shit together. I could see. I could see you. Like getting like the the nomination for like the Republican Party, and he does his first debate with the Democratic representative, and the, the rep says something stupid, and he just fucking smacks his podium over, kicks the other guy's <laughs> podium over, and just looks up and goes, "Fuck you!" <laughs> oh yeah, you're like, "Holy shit, your mother should have swallowed." Christ, My- oh fucking <laughs> mighty, you'd have made a great sheet stain. <laughs> My slogan would have to be, "Hey, at least I'm experienced." Luke said he wanted to kill all babies. Experienced. At least I'm experienced. (laughs) Hashtag Marine Corps. Hashtag me too. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Oh wow. All right, Bill. Let's get into these episodes, man. We got two of them tonight. What was uh, the first one? Was uh, what's all right? So the fear, correct? What's yeah? What is your no? What is your greatest? Your greatest fear? 
Your greatest fear. Is it on to me? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. If you can think of your first one, go ahead. Because I'm going to need a little second. What's my greatest fear? My greatest fear is dropping my pack and not picking it back up. Fair enough. You know what I mean? And, and that's like a, a, what would you say? A sim, symbology or something. Sure. But most, most military people get the concept is, is like, like getting to a point where you're like, man, I'm fucking tired. I'm over it. And you drop your pack and you don't pick it back up. It's okay to drop your pack every once in a while, but as mm. long as you pick it back up, you know, like, and for me, that's like, okay. Um, like not pushing myself to be a better man, not pushing myself to be a better husband, not pushing myself to be a better father, a better person of the community, not pushing yeah. myself to continue learning wisdom and education and knowledge and just being a better American, like just kind of giving up and being like, fuck it. I'm tired. It is what it is. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah it's never acceptable. And I, but that's like my biggest fear is like hitting a point where you're, you're just like, man, I'm fucking tired. I'll yeah, buy that for I'll buy that for a dollar, man. I uh, as a um, called you out there, bro. Oh, <laughs> I'm I'm with you though, man. It's uh, as as a carpenter, you know, with the CBs. It, it, I remember my first appointment was particularly rough, and it had no reason to be. But I just remember being out there being like really, really stressed. And I remember I made a comment uh, and one of, somebody that I work with went and told my chain of command. They're like, hey, I think Borchers might be suicidal. And, wow. Yeah. And I I don't think that I would have. We you know, we took like one mortar round like every three months, couple couple of bullets here and there. You know, it wasn't like – but it was just out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like you had to go to finance to get a $200 advance on your paycheck. You know, there wasn't an ATM. There wasn't Eagle cash, you know, <laughs> she does. You know, we used to you get $200 spending cash a month. And that was like the extent of it. And I, I remember think I would being out there like, fuck, it would really, really suck to just be done. And it mean nothing. Yeah. For no reason. Yeah. So I, f- I yeah. feel you on that one, man. I feel you. Yeah. I think for me, my biggest, you know, being a single dad would be burying my kids before they bury me. Yeah. Like losing, like losing my children. Like that legitimately is everything else. Just fuck it. You know, whatever. But just everything I've gone through just to be where I'm at with them, you know? Yeah. That's, that's definitely without a doubt. My greatest, my greatest fear. Cause I actually, I have friends who have, lost children my daughter my oldest daughter two two years ago one of her good friends uh wound up uh passing away because uh, her dad her older sister and her were in a car and he got in an accident and she wound up that sucks man passing away and he's and he's just a shell of the man that i that you knew oh like I, he's I, just I, he's just he completely blames himself you know, he lost, he lost. It's just, yeah, I couldn't. It's that, survivor, my kids. that survivor's guilt can be almost as bad as anything else, you know, being like, I don't understand why I'm still here. And yeah. I think a lot of us can relate to that. You know, we have friends that we have friends that didn't come home and, yep. you know, you might've been eight, eight steps away. You could have been equally in their position. You know, things could have been just slightly different and uh, that survivor's guilt can be a, uh, a hell of a mistress for sure. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's 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 really sad to see him go through it, but you know, the only person that's going to get him out of it is him. We can sit there and say, you know, offer all the help in the world and try to push him in the right direction, yeah. you know, sit there and talk to him, but ultimately he's the only one's going to get himself, himself out of that. He's got to dig himself yeah. out of it and he's never going to, unfortunately. Yeah, no. I I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine imagine being in an accident and then looking over and one of my kids is just gone. Oh yeah. I couldn't, I can't picture that, you know, and I, you know, as a parent, unfortunately these things go through your head, like what would happen, you know, as as a single parent, you know, Mm. like what, what's going to happen? Like what happens if I go, and it's not not even, you know, you don't even have to call it a car accident. You know, a fucking brain aneurysm is a silent killer. Oh yeah. Anything, just anything. You get, I, I, I know a couple people, I know at least three people who know somebody who just stopped breathing. Yeah. No heart, no heart problems, no brain problems, no high cholesterol, no nothing. Just stop breathing and drop dead. And it's even it's crazier now crazy. in the, with, with the shit we're dealing with now with all this COVID bullshit. Hey, you never know what the fuck it's going to be. It's asinine. Yeah. Yep. yeah. All, all right. right. So what's the next one? Man? Let's that. get to the next one. So Fuck the next anything. one is – and the next one is, and you could either put this in a military context or let's a do a military, military context. context version of this one. What is your perfect day? And I think this is a very uh, interesting. I think this is a very interesting question for veterans. Like, what is your perfect day? Because I know it's going to vary so much from someone sure. who hasn't served. Sure. Go ahead, Billy. My perfect day would just be a day. As, as funny as this is going to sound of just complete silence, just a day to relax, mm. no noise, no noise from the outside world. None of the racing thoughts because my ADD is, uh, in overdrive after I've gotten out and my OCD. So I just think a day where it would just be, I have not really truly had a day. I'll you're just, talking. You're talking about where everything is quiet, and you're sit not on wor- a beach. You're not worried that everything is sit quiet. on a beach with unlimited amount of beer. No one else is around. Beer. Just for 24 hours, just ice cold beer, and that's it. What about just you, Luke? What do you got? Uh, first and foremost, a perfect day for me would be a day without pain. I just want to like wake up and like feel like I have a complete new set of bones. You want to feel like you're eight again? I want to take an eight year old's cartilage and I want to like bottle up and just like drink it one morning. Right? <laughs> I'm not going to get you on any kind of list or anything. Dude, a day without pain. And I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm with you, Billy. I just, I mean, a day without pain and just sitting on the beach with my fiance and my dog in a cooler full of beer and just like uh, phones don't exist. Technology doesn't exist. The rest of the world doesn't exist. I don't feel any pain in my body and we're That's just sitting I'll, there. I'll to, yeah. I have to agree with you on the pain thing. Yeah, Cause I, 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 my kids make fun of me. There's daddy. How, why, when you get up, you always make noises. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, Ugh. call it out. Got people who don't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> the just, shit hurts. Yeah, yeah I'm, trying, I'm willing myself to get out of the chair. Shut up! Like, give me a moment, all right? These old times yeah. take a longer. They don't move the way they used to. I tell my nephews though, I'm like, you better watch out. Once I get moving, I'm like a big rig without brakes. So I'll smash <laughs> into you now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's awesome. What about you, Hugh? What about you? 
Um, I'll tell you what, man. I, I really liked my last two deployments. Uh, I really liked where I was. I liked what I did. But on s- Friday, Friday we didn't work because none of the contractors worked. So Friday was our off day. And okay. I really liked in the winter months when it was raining because I could stand out on the porch. We had to overhang with a metal roof. And when the rain would happen, would come, it just the rain hit the metal roof and I would have a cigar and I would just sit there. I, I could get like a good 30 minutes with just the rain sounds and a cigar in my hand and just kind of relax. And it doesn't, it didn't last very long because the, the helicopters would spin up or the Osprey's would spin up or we'd get a phone call or something. But if I could get like 30 minutes, then it, it would, it would reset me entirely. Regardless of what was going on around me, I could get, if I could get a good thirty minutes, I could reset immediately. I could I could see that. I could see yeah. that. I, when I when I did ship deployments, I always prior to being an MA when I was an engineer, we would try to you know get in the chow line first. That way we can get out outside. And I used to yeah. love just stand, standing just standing on the you know like on the port side or the starboard side of the ship. Yeah, we were out in the middle of the Atlantic and just taking that ten minutes, just get your head right. Yeah, that's all it is. Luke, you were going to say something? I was going to say, I have a two-sided coin. I also, because you guys said more military, and I realized my answer was more of like modern day of what what a perfect day would be. But if I had to like go back when I was in the Marine Corps, Afghanistan, a perfect day to me would be a day where I would just have like so much ammo, like so much ammo, right? And I didn't have to carry it. You know what I mean? Like maybe I was mounted in a vehicle and just like a firefight all day. Like I miss that adrenaline rush of just like a firefight and just like, man, just like my VC being like, bro, do you. Just do you. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like going to town and like in your head. Like, Why? Hey, you got positive ID, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, suddenly go ahead, brother. Appear. You got the Every green light all day long. You are near. <laughs> Just going to near. Town. Far wherever <laughs> you are, I will hit you with my machine gun because I am a Renan. It's what I do. <laughs> speaking of your machine so gun, so fucking great. Speaking of your machine gun, to end the show tonight, I have a game just for you, Luke. Okay. I put in, in for everybody watching. Disclaimer again, I do not tell Billy what the questions are. I don't tell Billy what the no, answers are. I don't tell him anything at all. So, Billy, if and you wouldn't mind. Hi, Attorney and, Sanders. Uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to start the trivia show again. Uh, we're we're going to yeah. need paperwork. Oh, yeah. It's going to be It's gonna be like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Just for you, Luke. There Here we go. Trivia. <laughs> all right. Round. Number one, Marine pre-combat conversations. <laughs> so much, so much went through my head so fast. So, Luke, so because fast. I knew you were coming on tonight, I thought in my head, I thought, what are some of the things that Marines might say when doing their pre-combat checks, their pre-combat movement inspections? So starting from number four, these are the things that I thought of. Are you ready? Oh God, I'm this so is a uh, this is Hugh's version of fucked up family feud. Hey, bro, does this M60 make me look gay? <laughs> <laughs> He's like tucking the barrel. 
Hey man. Hey, hey man. Hey, hey man. Hey man. Hey man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> these are the things that I can think of. A private, you know. Oh, shit. <laughs> that is a good one, Kim. I'm a little upset that I didn't think of that one. All right, are we ready? This, this, I could see Luke. I could see you telling this to the brand new private on the on the patrol. Are you ready? Okay. Hey, Schmuckatelli, how many grenades can you fit in your mouth? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just see me one of those things, you know. Oh even, God, that's so awesome! That is so perfect. <laughs> Are you ready for number two? Here we okay. go. Number two. Things Marines say before combat checks. Safety first. Nah, just kidding. Coffee first. Safety third or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> 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 the world's okay. Anybody see my rifle? <laughs> Hold on, oh, ready this sure. one. Here's, Justin's, got a, Justin's got a good one. Justin always always throws these in here, peppers them in. Hey, bro, want to play the jack <laughs> game? game? <laughs> Justin, Kim can see that, man. That's not that's not right. It's not oh, right. hey, so I, I do have a story about the coin challenge that we have to tell before the show is over. I'll make yes, it, I did, man. it worth it. All right. All right, are you ready? The last one. one? Yeah, right. the last one. All right, hands down, the most fucked up one of the night. Hands down. You ready? Oh, I'm so okay. ready. Terrace, one point. Kids, three. Camels are five. No, camels what are six. What the fuck? <laughs> camels are six. You're close. Camels are actually six. Yeah. <laughs> Your advisor is watching. Yeah, and I don't know that I would have gave the kids three. I would have given them like 2.5. <laughs> Because they're always running three, for your vehicle. Three, like, three if they're on a full out sprint. The Marines three if they're on a full out sprint. If they're on a dead sprint, you have like, to put like, if you have to put like a two man lead on them, then I would say okay, you get three points for that. But if they're if they're if you catch like if you catch them, it, it depends. If you catch them in mid stride when they're like off the ground and they just. And then yeah. it just hit. Yeah. And I mean, really, the trick was to just throw chocolate out there to give them like a reason to like bend over and stop so that you like stop the moving <laughs> target, you know? And then just split their head open. Yeah. Uh, Pink man. Luke, you said you had a story <laughs> real quick. Oh, so so we had this thing. You know how all militaries do? This is how you know you've lost your mind on deployment. You know how military guys, they do like this coin challenge thing, right? Oh, yeah. Like my take out of bar. Okay, so we had a coin challenge thing when we were on deployment because we got bored out of our fucking minds from doing deployments like uh, patrols all day. And you just lose your mind out there with a bunch of fucking Marines and crazy ass dudes. So it all started with uh, a, a buddy of mine was saying, oh, bullshit. I bet you couldn't get your dick hard in front of a crowd. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I could get my dick hard in front of a crowd. You, blah, 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 blah. And then I just remember Marines are instigators. And I was like, I got a hundred dollars that says so-and-so could get his dick hard before you could. And he was like a hundred dollars. Yeah. Show me the money. And the guy whipped out the money and threw it in the middle. Next thing you know, you've got a crowd of Marines around these two guys. And then the guys are making the most fucked up rules possible. They're like, okay, there's a lot of money in this pile. You guys are going to go mono and mono and jerk off and look each other in the eye though you have to look each other in the eye and the first one and you had your skivvy shorts on the first one to get a hard on and prove it underneath your skivvy shorts wins the money and that's how it all started the one guy did it and he won 
Well, the other guy had kids. He had a wife and kids at home, and he was like devastated. He was like, "How am I going to go back to my wife and tell her I lost all this money?" You know. So then he was like, "All right, best two out of three. And so then it became this coin. Ch- it turned into the coin challenge, and the oh champion win the coin. And if you were on patrol, he would throw the coin on your rack and be like, "I challenge you." And when you would get back from patrol, all the guys would sit around and they would throw money. They'd be like, "Yo, I got you know a hundred dollars on so and so." And it it got to the point to where at one moment these two dudes are. Locked eyes, bro. locked eyes, and they're just going what? at it. Just throwing money, dude. Love throwing money, I bro. Fucking love you, Marines. I've never not loved you, fucking. Oh, yes, dude. You guys that is the, the worst. Sickest you're the worst shit ever lived, and I love shit every ever, bro. You. Sick of shit ever. And the lieutenant walks in and was like, hey, Sarmore, whoa. <laughs> all just like stopped and like, dude's got like cigars and like $100 bills in their hands. And they're like, oh, fuck. Oh, what the like, fuck, LT? Get the fuck out of here. And LT was just like, uh, I want to know. Next door. Sarmore, when you're done, I need you to come see me. <laughs> He's just like, well, <laughs> and everyone's like, all right, keep that shit rolling. <laughs> keep yeah. that mean, motherfucker. 20 bucks. 20, 20 bucks. <laughs> 20 bucks 20 bucks. And That's guys were making side hustles. I used to make so much money on side hustles. Like, dude, I bet you $20 that so-and-so is going to beat so-and-so. And they'd be like, nah, man, so-and-so won two times in a row. There's no way he's going to beat him. And I'll never forget. I knew the kid who had the wife and kid. He had lost like three times in a row. And finally he comes in. He's like, this is it. I got to win my money back. And he Pulls his skivvy shorts down. He said, I'm going full blast. And he just, dude, just <laughs> falls hanging in the air and everything. He was like, bro, you're going to earn this money. If you're taking the money from my children, you are going to earn it. And the kid was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, I can stay locked eyes, but to see your bear talking ball. Needless to say, he lost, and the other kid, he won all his money back, and so I mean, it was a great time. And from from now on, anytime I hear coin challenge, I'm like, dude, that is not the coin challenge I think of. <laughs> <laughs> I never played the coin challenge. I never got challenged. I never wanted to be in the challenge. Only a handful of people got into the coin challenge gig. I was always like, fuck you. I got fire watch in two hours, and then I got to go on night patrol. I'm not playing this game, but I'll bet on other people. <laughs> Naturally, yeah. <laughs> but I'll yeah. Yeah. Luke, we cannot thank you enough for being here with us tonight, man. Well, thank you awesome, dude. Thank you so much. Thank you for opening up about what happened to you and telling us about your, your journey. Uh, we appreciate it. We hope our viewers appreciate yes. it. Thank you so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. It was my pleasure, yeah, man. My pleasure. Yeah, yeah we got to have you back on, Luke. We Absolutely. Do. We, we appreciate you, you being here with us. Especially uh, with us being part of with Old Dominion Student Veterans Association. We can't wait to have you back on. Got to uh, do a part two. Absolutely, a part two. Thanks, brother. Yeah. We appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you All guys right, for having me on, man. It was my pleasure. Man, Lucy, great. That was a good show, bro. I can't awesome wait for you to be back. It was on a really again. good show. I'm looking forward to it. So, really quick, we're uh, you know we're, we're over our hour of time, our usual time, but really quick, I want to tell you guys Thursday's episode. A friend of mine, Jeannie Hackett, she's going to be on here. She's an Air Force uh, sergeant. She does a ton of fundraising. She's going to talk to us about dealing with military medicine uh, after a personal injury of hers. I hope you guys turn out, tune in on Thursday night or watch it over the weekend. It's going to be a really good show. Very, yeah, I don't, 
Also, don't forget, we're not just here on Facebook. We're on Instagram and YouTube also. So go make sure you go to all three. Hit the notifications. Uh, on Facebook, you can actually make this a first t- top priority. So you get all the notifications from everything. We cross-post on all three platforms. So please also share those to your pages and get the word out. We want to try to help as many veterans as we possibly can and also just have a good time while we're on here. Yes. So I- you, Thursday night at 8.30. Thursday night at 8.30, Billy. I will be here. And I'll be unsquare. Listen here, all you fuckers. You have a wonderful evening. Take it easy, guys.